Hey, welcome back. It's Talking Pigskin. What a weird week of the NFL season, man. Week three. Don't you dare try to tell me you had a perfect week because you're a liar, sir. Man. What I love the most about the NFL is there isn't much to love after a week like that. No kidding. Unless you're a Bills fan. You're drunk. You just had your Super Bowl. In upstate New York right now, they're probably... They're slamming still, each other in the tables. They're still partying in Orchard Park. Um, 16 and a half points, Buffalo. And they won by what? 20? When that game 37 started... 37 difference? I don't That's know crazy. if Minnesota had no recollection of what Josh Allen was capable of or what that offense was capable of, but I think nobody that, saw that coming. You know what I actually think happened? I think that they started game planning for the Rams and their short week turnaround after the Buffalo game on the Tuesday after their week two tie against the Packers. I literally think that's what happened. An argument can be made against like that. They, they, not to say that they just, they're like, okay, no. guys, right to week four. But it was, I would I would have to assume that they split time. Like, okay, we're going to look at the Bills and what they've been doing. And then, okay, we're going to we're gonna save the last 25 minutes of film study today. We're going we're gonna to jump ahead to the Rams a little bit. It looked like it. They looked terrible. And they, the argument against that is that you never underestimate anybody in this league, and on any given Sunday, anything can happen. And, and anything it, it, happened on Sunday. Yeah, and it looked anything like they. Happened. It it looked as though even and even the way that they looked last night in the loss to the Rams, it would appear like I didn't expect them to put thirty one up against the Rams. Kirk Cousins looked fantastic last night. Absolutely, three touchdowns. Oh my god! He didn't throw them out of the game. He he did his best to keep them in it late. Um, Jets and Browns. What do you think? Are we witnessing going back to we three? Yeah, the, the Baker. The, I don't know about research. No, I'll bet. I'll start betting on them to win games, like I will this week against the, the Raiders. I'll, I'll I'll bet on Cleveland to to get a second win in a row before I'll bet on Gruden getting to one and three, which is crazy. Because if you ask me that last year when Gruden inked the deal, just to week, put it, week four next year, uh, Baker getting his second career victory in his first career start to and, push Gruden to 0-4? And, and yeah, he, okay, buddy. <laughs> and Gruden still hasn't won a game in that season. But, I mean, 635 days from Cleveland's win to what Baker was able to do from the second quarter onwards, is it a sign of positive things to come, or is it just the 30th uh, starting quarterback for the Cleveland Browns? I think he, he's going to be infectious. He's going. Everyone's going to elevate their game. Everyone, all the receivers should be a little bit happier to go to practice on Tuesday. Everyone should be a little bit more amped up going into that game on Sunday. Did you see the pass in? I think it was the, I think it was mid third. It might have been fourth quarter, but uh, Landry broke down into space, and Mayfield just rocketed it at him, and. Landry adjusted his hands. This is terrible rate. This is terrible rate because I'm acting out with my hands. But he put his hands cupped underneath, expecting the ball to dip a bit, and the ball blasted him in his left shoulder. And you could even see when it bounced off of him, like, oh, how did the ball not dip? Like they legit had to. And then, and then to justify my craziness, I read that Landry has to turn the jugs machine up to to eight or nine to simulate. Mayfield's power. That throw, I think it was like an 18 yard out. Throw such a tight fucking spiral. It, it man. was it was a spot throw, and the spot that he hit was the only place that absolutely Landry can catch the ball, and the DB has absolutely no play on it. Yeah, he aims for the little NFL logo at the bottom of the V neck. He doesn't aim for a broad in between the nut. Like he's picking 
the eighth star out of the NFL crest on the V of the jersey. He's he's very he looked very accurate. I wish I had a quarterback on the Cowboys that would throw over the middle of the field and down the hashes like that to tight ends and to slot receivers. They're gonna be uh, they're gonna be uh, at the very least. He's a play as a starter in fantasy football, and he's gonna be exciting to watch at the very least. That, like at the that's the floor. That's the floor now for Cleveland Browns football is that they will be exciting to watch. Because they've got players on both sides of the ball. And they've got an electric quarterback that makes everyone else around him better. Speaking of, segue nice. That even Hugh Jackson might not get in the way of. I think that's how good everyone, all the pieces that they've assembled around Mayfield. If Mayfield all of a sudden doesn't have like a crazy six-sack game or a three-interception quarter or like anything crazy, then this team will can, can continue to just... Rolling all, I think they could be a nine, uh, a nine seven and one team. Hmm. What I find interesting the most about Baker Mayfield, and we'll move on to another game in just a second, is the fact that a walk on at Texas Tech and a walk on at Oklahoma, producing everywhere he's ever walked on to. Absolutely. And he, does, and he did it again last Thursday. If there's nothing to be said for somebody that walks onto any football field and excels and dominates, I don't know what there is to discuss about a football player. Yeah, he's, I don't know, he's dope. Even just, the, even though, did you see the, <laughs> the, the picture that the guy got on the sideline of the end zone after he caught the two-point conversion? Just that, that was a perfect encapsulating photo of this guy's here now. Like, you're, like here you go, Cleveland. Like, you saw... That's why I like the story, is that, well, number one, it was a more exciting Thursday night football game. The last two, actually, almost every game on Thursday night this year has been... The matchups have been solid. Like, week one was terrible. Atlanta-Philly was a, tra- a garbage bin of a dumpster fire but there was, game. But there was, was no, but there was no way to expect how Nick Foles... But football was back. Play. So exactly. it was like, even though we were complaining about it, it was like, at least we're complaining about football being back and not waiting... You know what I mean? They rolled 90 days to football or whatever. Back to the recap. Matt Ryan, Drew Brees combined for 10 total touchdowns. Great game. New Orleans 43, Falcons 37 win. That looked like you were watching two buddies play Madden. It's almost to the point now where Drew Brees can't be stopped, and somebody might say, well, the last five years he hasn't Can I call it now that he's winning the MVP? Can I just go on the record and say that? And I'm not even the biggest Drew Brees fan, but... I think that's a fair he's gonna win assessment. It. He's going to he's gonna win MVP this year. When I think about how much I love the Jacksonville Jaguars and how the offense has sputtered, I think to myself... But this is just a week after how happy you were week mm, two. Mm, sputtered. Tossing it all over the yard. Sputtered is a week-to-week concept. So it's a week-to-week league. There is 16 games that everybody <laughs> plays, but it seems like Drew Brees doesn't have a bad game. And Even when seems, he does, it's for 285 and two touchdowns and a pick. But it just seems to me and like by three. the technique and the craft of playing football, and he put it on display, putting up 43 points and five touchdowns. The technique and display of playing quarterback is perfected by somebody who's six feet tall. That's generous. <laughs> five, <laughs> ten my, and a half? He's my, yeah, I was going to say, I'm probably taller so? than Drew Brees, bro. I think so. That's, a, that's yeah. yeah, that's one of those... That's one of those team-friendly height listings. Either way, Drew Brees, I I was looking he, at the program. he's showing yeah, no yeah. signs of slowing down. The only thing that Saints fans can hope for is that 
uh, Davenport hopefully does something this year and they can see some sort of resemblance to last year's secondary play. Well, the the absolute payload that. But even if there's not, Davenport. even if there's not, uh, the offense doesn't look like it can be stopped. I mean, when you look at Ingram and Kamara in that backfield, and you look at Michael Thomas, uh, he's on pace, whatever stock you put into pace, to shatter records. I think them struggling against the Browns was a good thing for them. It got them kind of refocused into a road game against a divisional opponent, and then they get the win in overtime. Um, Like, how old is Drew Brees, and he's pulling off those spin, like that spin move that he. The technique—that's what I was struggling to say. About and what did he say ago. in the post game? He's like, I guess, I guess that's proof that spin moves do work. <laughs> even just that, the even humility, having the, the humility. Yeah, he's. I I like Drew Brees. I like him. Um, I'm looking at Denver and I'm looking at Baltimore. Baltimore twenty-seven, Denver fourteen. I didn't see a lick of that game. I watched. I watched the replay. I wrote something down that was quite interesting. Baltimore 12 for 12 in the red zone this season. Wow. So they're scoring points when they have to and where they have to. And Denver's defense, especially that defensive line, is is something. So for Joe Flacco and company to put up 27 points, Michael Crabtree looked great. Buck Allen looks great. Alex Collins looks very, very good. Buck I mean, Allen looked better than Alex Collins, if you ask me. But they switch off, and that's where they do. running they, back by committee They've got a good little, yeah. Running back by committee is switching off and finding out It's not who's good hot. for my fantasy team, though. No, why? Says, says, says every says, fantasy says owner. Says the guy that drafted Alex Collins. It's fair enough. Says every fantasy owner. Uh, can Baltimore and that defense go somewhere this season into the playoffs? I don't think so. I don't know. That... I I was the I'm the one that was all over Cincinnati from third week of preseason as a as a sleeper in that division and now now I I dare I say I like I'm not picking Cleveland to win that division but they're gonna make it a lot more fun. I like how you segued into Cincinnati. We got Cincinnati twenty one points and there's and that Carolina was, thirty one points. Was, Cincinnati's wrong. defense did not show up. Well, who did show up? Cam Newton is elite. Guy, well, how about the guy Cam that Newton how about how about the guy that ran for 184 yards? Cam Newton is not elite. Cam Newton is an elite quarterback, but we'll talk about that in one second. Christian McCaffrey has had a coming out party yeah, to start this week. year, but we'll come back to to Cam Newton. McCaffrey touched about 20, 28 times. He touched the football. Hold twenty. Whew. 184 yards rushing. I never thought that he would have a game like that in the NFL. I mean, sticking to our facts, not feeling or feelings, not facts concept. 25 rushes, 28 rushes for 184 yards on the ground. Unbelievable. Unbelievable to think about. Um, should Cincinnati be concerned, or is that defense still very, very talented and underrated? Cincinnati, uh, I picked them to win last last week. I picked Carolina. Yeah, I know you did. Uh, yeah, they. it's weird to say that they couldn't. They couldn't keep pace with Carolina, but yet Carolina was able to score 31 points running the ball the way they were. It wasn't even just a random Cam Newton's going to air it out 400-yard passing game, and he dupes everyone into believing that he's more accurate than he is. It makes you say that he's elite. That You just threw me off there with that. I'm not sure there's anything that he... I don't know if there's anything about him that's elite. 
other than his other than his wow. play, other than his athleticism okay. and his playmaking ability, and some might say his fashion. I'm gonna go ahead and just write this elite Newton, and we're gonna. Come Is Jared back to Goff it. elite? Especially after watching Thursday night last night. Absolutely not. He's in his he's in his premature. Somebody. Jared Goff made a throw last night that Cam Newton, if he makes it in his sleep, he's going to wake up and laugh at himself. Yeah. Because yeah. he knows he can't Goff, do it in real life. Has Jared Goff ever been the best player in the league for an entire season? Has he ever been to a Super Bowl? When you talk about an elite quarterback, I think about Cam capabilities and accolades. I think, about, I think about accolades and I think about ability. Jared Goff, he has all the ability in the world. His accolades... I'm not willing to say I'm team. not willing to say that Jared Goff is elite yet. He's a product of a of a perfect OC right now and tons of weapons around him. That's I would agree with that. And, I don't and, think and, and, and innovation. I don't However, think he's there yet. that throw just before halftime last night, who was it too? It wasn't it was yeah, it was the second one to Cooper Cup hmm. in the back of the end zone. Cam Newton can't make that throw if his life depends on it. Hmm. No chance. There's no I've never seen Cam Newton make that throw right. ever before. That kind of touch while rolling over two defenders. Right. Like now if it gets picked, it's a stupid throw. Of course it is. But it didn't get picked. That's it's a game of inches. And right. he completed it and it was for six. And no like they didn't know how to announce it in the booth. Troy Aikman it, it like li- Joe Buck literally said, Wow. And Aikman said, I know. Yeah. I I can't remember a time where they've both been flabbergasted and speechless. I mean, we will come back to this conversation, but instead of getting more distracted than a couple of hounds training, what did you think of the Giants getting their first win, and what do you think about I called, Houston winless? I called it. I, I called Dallas beating the brakes off of them the week before, and then the score was closer than what the game actually was. And I picked them to go into Houston and win last week. And I, well, I picked Bill O'Brien to get fired. That hasn't happened yet. We'll, we'll see if they can win this week in a divisional game on the road and somehow get some, some semblance of momentum going forward. But they're way too talented. Like, is, is that O-line so bad that they're going to play Deshaun Watson into a second-year slump, a second-year sophomore slump, a second-year regression? I would say that he doesn't have the level of experience that, say, ironically enough, an Eli Manning does to survive a poor offensive line in ways where he could call screens and he could call a completely different set of offensive plays. I would agree that that offensive line could potentially put him into a second-year slump. Yeah. Is J.J. Watt finished? I don't think he's finished, but he's not back from his back injury. He's not a $100 million dollar player anymore. Not anymore, no. No, I just don't think he's a hundred percent. Even when he, when all player. the when all the hoopla around him, he's the best player in the yeah. league, and then like the players voted him in, and that bullshit top one hundred thing they do every the every summer when everyone's starting to scratch at the neck for football. Yeah, and the players go on there and they list their buddies in a ridiculous order, and they that year that he was number one, I thought that was so like that was laughable. Like don't get me wrong, he was a freak when he was catching touchdowns on offense in the red zone as a as a tight end and then pick sixes and you know what I mean? like he shut quite down talented, shut yeah. down the run he could rush the passer he, he was uh he's captain all the, all the intangible things that you want with a guy and then it just it's gone like it's kind of gone like he's not getting it's not like he's getting double teamed and washed out and then the other guy on the other side is is flourishing 
there's no sort of get up and go on that line right now. They they're not creating any sort of any sort of pressure to get them off the field and give that offense any any sort of chance. It's crazy. I did not see that for the like for the Texans this year. I really saw them if Watson could stay healthy. And who knows? Like we I think we talked about this last week. Uh whether or not it's a combination of both the terrible O-line play or him kind of seeing ghosts, being a little gun-shy, holding the ball. He's definitely holding the ball way too long in the pocket. I've seen way too many intelligent football analysts breaking down how long he's holding the ball for it to, you know what I mean, to not be partly that. My issue issue. with Deshaun Watson is partly that he's holding the ball too long, but what allowed him to excel his entire career at Clemson and last year was – Trusting his eyes, getting out of the pocket, mm-hmm. and moving upfield. That's what I'm saying about and seeing ghosts. I don't, I don't see him doing what has got him to where he is, and I'm not a hundred percent sure if it's what you're saying. If he's got the yips, as they say in baseball, I just feel personally that there's a lack of confidence and a lack of trust. And I'll tell you this: it ain't between Deshaun Watson and DeAndre Hopkins. There's no lack of trust there. That connection is worth tens of millions of dollars. But that offensive line needs to perform. Yeah. What did we think about Jacksonville and Tennessee? Let me tell you what I thought about Jacksonville. Absolutely. I'll just sit back. Absolute. Just. Now, you did tell me that Tennessee was one of the more underrated defenses in the league. So. And part of that. Start that with prefacing that. That you're being unbiased with your evaluation of Tennessee's defense. Part so, of it was go crazy Jaguars fan. Part of it was my reassurance that the way that they performed offensively in New England, Blake Bortles with four touchdowns, showing a multifaceted offense was something that they could do consistently. So I was reassured by that. But Tennessee's defense looks very, very good, and Jacksonville's offense, when they play a really good defense, looks really, really slow. Now. You could argue that if Fournette is in the lineup and he's 100% healthy, they have a completely different dynamic. Just play him less. Don't don't, don't run the ball 25 times. Run it 15 times. Okay. Don't expand on that too much because i got a question for you later about that. What I think is that Tennessee's defense, start, Darrell Casey, that defensive line, I, on the edge, they have Derek Morgan, they have Brian Arakpo. These players are moving men. They are getting pressure, and I think that if Malcolm Butler starts to play good football, I think that Tennessee is going to be hard to beat if Mariota can stay healthy. Is Mariota going to come back and, and do something to make make that coaching staff and those receivers believe in him? They already do. and it's Do they just... win if Mariota played on Sunday? Does Tennessee beat Jacksonville if Mariota's a starter on Sunday? Well, they beat him 9-6, so yeah. So... I, I, I don't see it. What what the what, what the problem is is that Mariota has a very unique offensive style. Yeah, he does. So if you're Makes being you game plan differently, right? Not only from a defensive standpoint, they lost to Tennessee twice last year too. Well, they're now. So is it just one of those three. teams? Are you like are you panicking? It's not m- panicking because you're two and one. You yeah, you're just fresh off of of beating the the Patriots because it's a divisional opponent. I'm very concerned because that defense yeah, is extremely underrated. I'm, I'm, I'm concerned. What doesn't concern me, though, is how a defense can hold a team to nine points. And I don't care if Marcus Mariota, Blaine Gabbert. It's the NFL. That offensive line is talented. Derrick Henry can run. They held him to nine points. 
That's true. I'm not going to go too far into it because if Leonard Fournette plays, and I won't go too far into it, it's a completely different offensive dynamic. That's true. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo is a torn ACL, and it's an awful situation. Down goes Jimmy. Jimmy's down. (laughs) (laughs) Jimmy can't. I'm not laughing. Niners, if there's a Niners fan listening out of our 11, out of our 11 listeners right now, uh... I'm not, There's got to be a Seinfeld fan. Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, exactly. And if not, you need to find that episode Absolutely. because it's hilarious how bad Kramer feels when Jimmy goes down. What I hate, I about think they're done. The they're San now, Francisco they, 49ers will never get the opportunity to see that team, to see the evolution of what they're trying to put together. And John Lynch was trying to put something good together. Yeah, he was, and he was onto something. Yeah, uh, I have no faith in what is it, CJ Beathard. I have no faith in Beth- him. I, I what I dropped them to thirty, twenty nine in the power rankings. It's just because based on like over what they're gonna do. They're and Kyle Shanahan said that he's giving him the reins. Oh, he's for the sure. starter. There's for no sure. other conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. They're bringing. Yeah, they right. said they're gonna bring in essentially a, a new backup arm. Yeah. To have a uh, some sort of a competition with the the third whatever the practice squad guy. I don't even know who the third string guy is. It's it's almost hilarious to think that they put all of their stock financially. Well, they overpaid. Jimmy Garoppolo. Like crazy. It's unreal to think about the the level of commitment they put towards that football player. And now what do you do? Now you play for a draft pick. Jarek McKinnon. He gets injured as well too. How much dead money does this team have after four weeks of football? This is awful. It's awful. Um, So 38 points put up by Kansas City against... 49ers defense, which is growing and getting better. That defensive line's talented, but Patrick Mahomes is just unbelievable. He is unbelievable. He's taking the league by storm. It seems like every year there's a new rookie that not only has a breakout rookie, but I mean, like Zeke and Zeke did in 2016. Last year, it wasn't the clear cut. No, but Deshaun Watson could make. Sure, a yeah, you could. I was gonna say hurt. you could argue Deshaun Watson, but the claim, injury kind of. Oh no, Kamara! Hand. You could say Kamara. Absolutely, Kamara. What? How many yards from scrimmage is unreal. even? Even Lattimore winning like they had two very, offensive very, and defensive very, rookies of the year on their team. That's crazy. Very very talented. So there's that. So there's the Saints story there, yep. and then now this year, who knows if it's gonna be Saquon? But because if it's gonna be the collection of quarterbacks, but. To your point, it's because the quarterback position, it magnifies that so that's much true. more. But I, that's why I said Saquon first. It could, like, I mean, if they kind of get something, like, does, o, does Odell Beckham no, have a touchdown? No, he does not have a touchdown. touchdown. No, he's he not. Touchdown? No, zero. So oh. if he had a star on his helmet. <laughs> Here we go. No, no, seriously, though, because everything's magnified if you play with for Jerry. If you play with a star on your helmet, then everything gets put under the magnifying. What do you think, like 15 targets a game? So if he didn't have a touchdown in three games in Dallas, like, that, it, it, it would be, the place would be on fire. It would be Waco. But because they drafted Saquon so high and because everybody understands what they're trying to accomplish and rebuild from the ground up, maybe nobody's hair is on fire in New York. Um, is the, that, I don't understand it, though. I don't understand it. Why is no one talking about how Julio Jones has... The same amount of touchdowns in 20 games that Calvin Ridley had last week. It's unbelievable to think that he has three touchdowns in the last 20 games. But see, the thing is, Six already, I six. can't be mad about Calvin Ridley not being 
a Dallas Cowboy because already at week four in the season, my 19th overall useless draft pick. That's not me saying that Leighton Van Der Esch was a useless draft pick. That was everyone in the world saying that that's a wasted draft pick. How, how's he been? How wasted is it going to be now that he's a starter in, in week four? Because mm. well, because, Sean guess, Lee, because guess what? Sean, Sean Lee can't like, stay on the football Sean field. Sean Lee's yeah. got an injured hamstring again. Sean Lee can't stay on the football love field. The ge- love the guy, but like, come on. Um, are people panicking in Oakland? Miami's 3-0. and Never mind if Miami is the worst 3-0 and team in football. Never mind that. Are people panicking in Oakland? Panicking isn't the word. So it's 28-20. to 20. They're they already – they're looking for receipts. They're wondering if there's a buyout now clause. Is there a week four drop this guy? Do clause? we have a rebate? Can is we there trade, a rebate? Can we trade Tony Romo for John Gruden? Put John back in the booth and get Tony fucking calling shit down. They might open. even get some money back just because of all the clout that Gruden has been able to accrue in the ESPN booth. Um, is Miami the worst 3-0 and team in football? No. They're not. Oh, and this, this year – like yeah, there's 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 four and Rams, there's the three and Chiefs, and that's it, right? Yeah, this it, is really bad radio. Is Ryan t- well? Of course. I'm, well, no, me. I'm count. I'm counting out undefeated teams. They're the only yeah because Jacksonville lost. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Obviously, they're the they're the worst undefeated team of this year's crop. Are they the worst three and team ever in NFL history? No, I don't think so. I'm pretty sure Ryan Tannehill is. Did you see how well 10, he played? Ten wins out of his last eleven starts. And that could be. I could be. Two hear, weeks ago, mishearing that, but I'm pretty sure that's what I heard. They got a running back by committee that's playing all right out there. Kenny Stills is putting the ball in the end zone. The defense is. Uh, I didn't think like they were going to do anything when they just let their. They paid their best player twenty four million to leave. How like it's going to be an interesting conversation when we talk about matchups uh, against yeah, I'm New picking, England. I'm picking on them Sunday. to go to four and So so bigger I. question: If they get to four and and New England's one and three, is New England a? You know what? Let's just transition right now into buy or sell because I just can't hold that question in any longer. If Miami wins this week and improves the four and and New England falls to one and three. Are you buying or selling the New England Patriots as a playoff team this year? Um, the Patriots as a, a playoff team at one and three, I'm buying. You're buying them, still making the playoffs because they can win nine of the next ten games, and not even blink about it. Okay, so I'm gonna mark that down now. Is that them winning the division? Or is that them getting a wild card spot? In your What I see in from your my estimation. What but I I'm, see But you are buying. I'm absolutely you're buying. You're buying that. So you're buying. The AFC East. And actually actually the the real question is Patriots are currently one and two. Are you buying or selling the Patriots squad as a playoff team? And you said buying with the loss this week. Even at one so and you're three. You're definitely I'm buying. Still buying. As one and two. This week, go certainly. On. Sorry. Certainly. You you wanted to go on? You wanted to elaborate on that or no? 
at the end of the day, I and don't Tom, think... Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, that's your elaboration? No, but at the end of the day... <laughs> that would be mine. No, I don't really think, even with Rex Burkhead going on the IR, I don't really think that you stop that machine. I don't really think that that factory assembly line stops moving. But on the defensive side of the ball, when I say that they can win nine of the next ten games, I don't know what the defensive side of the ball is going to look at from an adaptability standpoint. See, Are they going to adapt... Better than okay, they have the better first question. Four weeks. Is this the worst one into September Patriot squad in the last decade? It has to be. It has to be. <clears throat> it has. It absolutely has to be. Especially when you look at the lack of defensive production. That's, they can't stop anybody. Well, also, I think Tom Brady hates Sonny Michelle. <sighs> so I'm starting James I've seen, White. I've in seen. My I've seen visible frustration, and that's nothing new with Brady. Yeah, he he ain't fucking holding yeah. it back if if he feels it's necessary to chastise you on live TV. Yeah, hates a strong word. Yeah, it is a hate, of, it, it is a strong word. But he might dislike his game. He might dislike the first year Georgia okay. Bass game. Is Josh Gordon getting on the field this week? Josh Gordon will see five to ten snaps. Is he catching a ball this week? I after warmups. I think he does. I don't know if it's for a touchdown. I don't. Okay. I don't think so. I think he might go two two for nineteen. He might get two catches for nineteen yards. Okay. One first down. All right. Let's. Okay. So this is something new. We haven't done this before. We're gonna do. I'm gonna. Do this as rapid fire rapid as, fire as possible. Uh, we're obviously both a little long-winded with the nonsense that occurred last week with all the, the craziness in the NFL. But It's hard to be right. All right, so here we go. Buy or sell. <clears throat> Are you buying or selling Kansas City Chiefs as a contender to win the Super Bowl this year despite their defense? I'm buying. Absolutely buying. And the reason that an offense that can go back and forth is so highly coveted because what are you going to do when a team stares down the barrel and you're not entirely certain if your defense can help you out, but you know that your defense will be good enough. And I think that that's Kansas City in a nutshell because what's going to stop Patrick Mahomes? Okay. Transition right into the into the the next question. Mahomes buying or selling fifty plus TDs in in his first year. Selling, selling. That's that's absurd. They're gonna run the football more as the season goes on. Defenses are gonna begin to key in on Patrick Mahomes. Kareem Hunt will get more carries in the second half of the season. So I I would have I think that's a that's a good explanation. That's I think you're right. The run game hasn't been very good this year, and I think. A way for them to make the defense better is by keeping them the, off the football keeping field. Keeping the female and having a little bit more uh, time of possession in their favor with running the ball. Uh, quick audible Mahomes buying or selling 40 plus TDs. I'm selling 40 plus TDs. Wow. I'm selling 40 plus TDs because of the explanation that I just gave you. When defenses begin to understand what he does well and what he doesn't do well, nobody has seen what he doesn't do well I'll, yet. I'll buy 40. Yeah. I'll buy 40. You'll buy 40? I'll buy 40. I just don't know if that's realistic because defenses adapt so well and the season is barely 25% old. So true. That's true. 
I I'm think, surprised you. I'm surprised you bought them being a, a legit contender. Legit contender to me is like you. You're you're basically a one in four shot at the AFC championship. Listen here, game. cowboy. When you learn to run the football, you learn to win football games. And I think that the Kansas City Chiefs, as the season goes on, are going to rely more on Kareem Hunt, Jarkandrick West, and they're going to run the football. I agree with you. And I think in this NFL, the way that when you learn to run, you win, it's by building a lead in the first half and then wearing teams out in the second half, which is what my team's problem is right now is they think they can bang their head against the wall in the first quarter and run it down your throat. And if you don't score, then you're screwed. There's, with not that en- philosophy. there's just not enough experience on the right. football team. That's true too. They are the youngest ball. team in the league. They're just not able to. I think that, I think produce. that Mahomes can continue to excel with everything. That they, all of his intangibles. Haven't, we haven't even seen all of his tricks yet for lack of a better, like really, like like I was saying earlier, off can like off uh, off air, they haven't even had to go. Everything's worked to a T. All their game scripts, everything's worked. They jumped out to huge leads. They're How about putting, this? Hold on, hold on. And they haven't even had to get to a wrinkle yet. We don't know what he can't do. That's true. That's yeah. We haven't seen the the adversity yet to see how he climbs out of it. Right. And it is coming. It is coming. It's so the, it's it's the NFL. You 100%. said it last week. You said there is going to be a big, huge slap, City. and it could very well be in Denver this Monday night. I am not I'm not betting on that. But if it happens, I will. Especially with the way the season's going, I would not be surprised. I'm so curious how that defensive line is going to attack Patrick Mahomes. So curious with Bradley Chubb and Von Miller. I'm just. Very, very curious. Uh, but does anybody scare you in their secondary to shut down the, the, the receiving core? Not me. They have a video game-like offense. Yeah, it is. That's exactly what it is. It's, it's hard. Okay. By yourself, Scott Linehan and Dak Prescott being able to establish an efficient offense consistently. If you didn't include the caveat consistently, I would have bought it. But I'm only selling... Because they haven't been able to establish consistency. So that seems like the best answer. Uh, yeah. And when I think about Zeke's getting his touches and Zeke's doing his thing. He has 16 touches in Seattle. But you can't give but him it was, his it touches was, they when were you're situ- playing from behind. Exactly. They're situational touches. So when I look at that offense, the answer is I have to sell because they haven't done it consistently through the first three games. Yeah, I'm going to keep – this might be a question we have to ask the next – or I have to ask the next three weeks in a row, just to get your perspective on it. Because if I see the first quarter against the Giants, against the first quarter uh, in the first quarter against the Lions, and it works, and then it's and they stick with it in the second quarter, and they actually score a touchdown in the second or the third quarter for the first time this season, because they have not done that in six quarters over the second and third and three games, you'll begin to believe that there's all start. I'll start to believe that. Maybe it was getting behind the chains with stupid false starts and, and illegal hands to the face and illegal motions. And Something as simple as a team beating itself. Exactly, yeah. exactly. I, that's, that's what I'm, I'm willing to, I, I, right now, because of the caveat, consistently have an established, efficient offense. Because I'm not, I'm not asking you, can Dak Prescott all, all of a sudden become a, an accurate pocket passer? Can he all of a sudden 
stop seeing ghosts in the pocket and stop being afraid to throw picks downfield. Like that's what I'm. I to me, all these balls clanging off receivers' hands the last eight games of last year and the first three this year for picks crushes that guy. He all of a sudden like you'll see that same receiver open the next play for 15 yards and he'll take the six yard check down. There's no really, chance of a pick. It's a really he's so gun point. shy. It's a very interesting point, and it's also somebody who doesn't necessarily trust his own pocket presence because in college in the SEC he ran all over the place. Yeah, he threw all over the place. I'd like to see him get back to Mississippi State, Dak. But when he comes into the NFL and he has a tailback that has every single facet of th- what he needs to accomplish. What's going on with play calling? I don't know. What's, that's is where it I'm almost. Or is it play calling? That's where uh, my fear is that they're going to perform just good enough at one o'clock on Sunday to not have DFW set ablaze with crazy front. With seriously, if they lose on uh, Dallas Fort Worth, is going to be crazy. That's fire funny. everybody. Fire Linehan. Fire Garrett. Bench Dak. Bring Romo back out of the booth. Like that that will be the legit Twitter cries if they lose on Sunday. You, However, I think they're gonna perform just good enough to win to silence everyone and say, okay, let me see it again. And then it's up to, for debate if they can do it on the road in Houston the following week. And if they can, and it starts to see some semblance of a of consistency, can they then do it at home against the Jags team in week six? craziness right now we're so far away from that i'm not buying all those marbles buying, but bu- bu- are you buying or selling matt stafford throwing for 300 yards on sunday i will sell that all day long and you think that the defense as is the defense according to pro football focus did? whether you not whether or not you believe that their stats byron jones that. is the best corner in the league right now he's the highest graded corner in the nfl through three weeks mm. so he's a 92.6 efficiency rate mm. the league's the league is and Cheeto's no slouch on the other side. The league's not even twenty five percent. I hear you. I've played Cam Newton. I've played Cam Newton, Eli Manning, and Russell Wilson. I'm not really worried about any of those quarterbacks torching me for three hundred plus. Stafford's the greatest risk of it, but I'd much. It'd be easier for me to bet two forty or less and two picks or more. Because I, I just kind of – it's one of those weird weeks where I – for whatever reason, like I just see Arizona beating Seattle and I can't explain why. I can see the Dallas defense getting some some takeaways. I can see Stafford throwing two picks. I can see on Johnson maybe putting it on the ground. I just feel like there's going to be a lot of offense on – Either one or the other side. Put it this way: Dallas know, either wins by be... seven or less, or they lose by twenty one or more. Oh, I agree. No with that. in between. I couldn't agree with that more. No in between. I absolutely. And if they win, I feel that Zeke has twenty five touches, not twenty five rushes. He has twenty five touches. He needs to catch the ball out of the backfield. He needs to line up in the slot. He needs to be the guy because the wide receivers, like you just said, five minutes ago, yeah. they affect Dak's confidence so much, and they're going to affect any kind of consistency with Scott. Any weight in Cole Beasley coming out this week for the second time already this season and saying, well, I already watched the tape and receivers are getting open. 
I don't think that Cole Beasley has enough clout yeah. where people are are, are going to turn their head. If if Antonio Brown says you that, you could write that on his, you could write saying. that on his tombstone. And yeah, it, yeah, that wouldn't make much difference. Um. Okay. So you started to get into this, and I held you off. Buy or sell? Leonard Fournette holds the Jaguars' offense back from its full potential. But I sell that so fast. I'm I'm, I'm not into the market floor, and I'm holding that ticket up in the air, and I'm screaming. So. I sell it too. I think that four and stat after the Patriots game kind of got a little bit blown out of proportion, and then you saw what happens when you can't win outside the numbers down the sidelines because someone's got a good secondary, and then you're missing that that power back who can move the pile, who can get those dirty yards and wear down a defense, get an extra guy in the box, and then maybe someone wins on the outside and one-on-one. That's and the hope. That's 100%. What, 100%. That's what we think. 100%. That's so by design. I'll sell it too. Here's, here's something interesting. Cam Robinson's ACL injury and losing him for the entire year. <clears throat> Josh Wells coming in, a four-year guy. It is going to affect the run game so much more than people are talking about. Yeah. And I think it's going to affect it in a positive way because here is an opportunity to give him Fournette the ball less. To give Fournette the ball a little bit less. And I think that 15 rushes and (laughs) 5 catches are far better than 20 rushes. If they can... Have a better... See, it's all about the way that the NFL is going right now, like... I bet you every team or every fan of every team, for the most part, watching the Vikings and the Rams go back and forth, up and down the field, the whole first half, basically the whole game, against what many would call the number one and number two defense in the league. Both those defenses are for real, yeah? Right. But the offenses were that much better last night and well, the passing games were yeah they, I, I didn't see much other than Todd Gurley doing what Todd Gurley does but Minnesota I mean Dalvin Cook didn't look unbelievable no he, he but I don't think that that was part of the game plan I think that I with Tlaib out and I think that they expected Peters to be out they planned on really testing those those Rams corners and Goff S- balled out last night he had the best game of his career hands down Oh, there's no question Hands about that. Hands down. There's no question. But back to LA's defense that, that beat the Vikings. I, I think it's really important to note that they lose a starting corner in Aqib Talib, And you bring in Sam Shields, who had a great game. Yeah, he did. And he was the best corner in Green Bay for many years. Mm-hmm. And he had to come out of football because they're of They're so solid. Issues. Their depth is crazy. It's unbelievable to look at the Los Angeles Rams because what can't they do? They're doing everything that they're supposed what? to do. When you're when you're owner and general manager and your scout, like your pro scout guy, every, like everything, and they go out and, and make all those additions, you're supposed to be 4-0. You're supposed to be averaging 36 points a game. When your when your OC is getting, you know, what I mean, heralded the way he is, and, and with this innovation and and everybody, every so that's what I was saying. Everybody that is a fan of the other thirty teams that weren't playing last night that were watching that game, every one of them is going. Can that be our game script? Can, can we, we run that? that offense? Can we? Can, soon, can when we I do saw that, please? when I saw Cooper Cup catch that seventy yard touchdown from a drag route out of the slot from the left side. It's a man-beater. It, it, it was a perfect Can I see ball. Cole Beasley run that, please? Oh, wow. Can you imagine? Please? Oh, why not? Please? 
But did you did you see how much time Jared Goff had to he throw did. for? He looked career high. He like, was in he was in blackout mode. Like he looked better last night than he did at Cal. He, like, I guarantee you, he at one point or another on that sideline, he looked like Will, uh, Will Ferrell in old school, snapping out after the debate and just go, "What happened? I don't remember what I said. What what's going on?" And they're like, "Yo, Jared, you're fucking. You threw for five TDs, bro. Like you got twenty six completions already." And he's just like, "Where am I?" Like just blacked, just out, blacked out great blacked out greatness. <laughs> that's all. That's the only explanation I have for it. It was it was fun to watch, even yeah, though I had no no horse in the race at all. It was just no. nice to watch a, a good football game, especially on Thursday night. And I think that Buck and Aikman calling it just add to it. I really like listening to games at Troy. Aikman Me too. Calls. The Fox deal for Thursday night football is one of the better things that happened this year to football. Fans. Are you buying or selling the LA Rams uh, being compared to the two thousand Rams, the best show on turf? Like I, I like it because they're averaging more points and they're averaging more yards per game through four. So it's a little premature, but at least yeah. it's justified. I don't like the personnel argument. I don't like the comparison because no, no, like because Jared Goff's not Kurt Warner. No, and not and Isaac that, Bruce like, isn't Brandon Cook. Or but Brandon and if Carroll. you look at Tory Holt and Isaac Bruce, if you look at their numbers, like they have like five digit numbers. Yeah, it's like crazy. Ten thousand plus. I don't like the receiving com- yards. The I, I think like the comparison game is kind of like it's like low hanging fruit. I couldn't agree more. You know what I mean? I couldn't agree more. It's like blaming the refs when your team loses. Uh, like, well, sure, like sometimes well, it's legit. Sometimes it's legit. The AFC Championship last year seemed like they wanted yeah, Tom Brady to play in that football but it was, game. So. But it was the low-hanging fruit. The, the, you, if you climbed up three branches, you, you see the the opportunity to win on third and six, and you don't throw. You're Both are right. Both are edible fruits. Some are just up a little higher, and you got to dig for it and, and get over You know what I'm saying? Like... When you're right, you're okay, right. Okay, three or sorry, when four years right. ago, when the Lions lost the Cowboys in the wild card game, yeah, and and every Lions fan in the world was screaming at their TV for uh, for pass interference, yeah, because the ball hit Hitchens in the back of the and he didn't turn around to locate the ball. But number one, it's hard to turn around and locate the ball when you're being face masked by the by the tight end riding down the field and keeping your face down the field. Number two. No one on the field other than Matt Stafford fumbled the ball twice on the last two possessions of the game. So, you know what I mean? It's one of those, like, yeah. you can take the low-hanging fruit yeah. and, you wow. can see, and you can see the missed pass interference call, or you can climb up into the tree and get the full view yeah. of what's going on and see that your quarterback dropped the ball twice when the game was on the line. It's not even that missed calls. It's just A.J. Boyd doesn't there's get a called holding for call. PIs. There's a holding call on, on every, every play, play in the league. Yeah, and I understand. But A.J. Boyd gets called for, for, for P.I.s never, except for the AFC Championship. It's like we were but talking about Hopkins on. never getting a call. Oh, well, it's he, like gets, Gronk. he gets accosted. Gronk field, never gets yeah. a call. Well, that's because Gronk is like Shaq or Dwight Howard. They're yeah, you got to so essentially big, right? change the game yeah. for the rules. Dwight Howard circa Orlando. Let's just specify okay. that. Uh, do you buy or sell the Bears as a legit threat to win the NFC North this season. I do because I only see them you getting better. And I only see them getting better. Do you better. watch Mitchell Trubisky play football? I only see him getting better. He has he, I understand he throws for 200 yards and change and I I understand that that offense He's going to he's going to get better. He's an athlete. He's 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 an athlete. As a Jaguars fan, when I look at a defense that can hold teams to 10, 12, and 15 points, I see an offense that has an opportunity to win. Yeah. And the Chicago Bears have enough weapons that if they have a half-decent game plan, and Matt Nagy seems like he's... I just think it's funny that 
like I heard a couple different Bears fans and people say that they were just gonna oh they're gonna run Kansas City's offense. How would they even hope to accomplish that with the uh, personnel difference? I don't know. Uh, that's just absurd. Tariq Cohen's Tyreek Hill, apparently. Okay, I don't even want to get close to that. I understand that you're not even anywhere close to Trubisky that I am. No, I'm not. But what I think is, is that that team will only get better, and I think that that division is up for grabs. It's, for def- it's up for grabs with Minnesota being 1-2-1. One, and one. Not only 1-2-1. And, and Green one, Bay's defense looking the way they do. I mean... And Detroit on their way to being 1-3. <laughs> I hope. I hear that, Cowboy. Please. Please. But I just feel like Matt Stafford can throw for 400 yards on any given Sunday. All right. So, you, I think we already – I think I asked you this, but I, I didn't like your answer. So, I'm mm. going to let you go into it a little longer. I'll try again. After Thursday night, are you buying or selling Jared Goff as an elite NFL quarterback? I'm selling because I have not seen sufficient accolades – that would support an elite quarterback status. If if you're going to deny Cam Newton elite status, I won't even entertain the notion of Jared Goff. There has okay, to be something out. to be said. Flag on the plate. Let's just break it down. Cam gets the nod in athleticism running, okay. but Jared Goff isn't a statue back there, right? Goff gets the landslide tip of the cap in accuracy. It's not a landslide. It, it is. Cam's a 58% career passer uh, uh, completion percentage. His his accuracy has been limited. Now, if you want to break it down entirely, let me ask you this. If you're a defensive coordinator, who is more challenging to scheme against? This might not be an elite quarterback conversation, but just answer that. Uh, I don't think that Jerry Cam Goff, it, Cam is because it's the pick your poison with the with the RPO especially with with McCaffrey back there, but I think with the weapons around Goff, it's tougher to game. It's tougher to game plan for Goff than it is for Cam. You can make Cam one dimensional. You certainly can. You can make if him you, a pocket if, passer. If you tell your outside uh, right the uh, end to stay at home, don't don't let and let the linebackers out, yeah. crash into the pile, and, and and you stay at home and you block that edge and make him make a bad decision then you can make him very one-dimensional, and then he starts kind of getting a little bit uh, happy-footed in the pocket, and then what happens to his accuracy? It goes right out the window. Then it's below 58. I don't see Jared Goff as being there yet. I see him as being on a fantastic offense that has a lot of pieces. Okay, let me ask you this way. What's more likely, Jared Goff to win his first MVP award at any point or to, to Cam Newton to ever win a second one? It's a fantastic question. Jared Goff to win one. Right. So in that perspective, you got to give the tip of the cap to Goff and the trending upward. Trending upward? 100%. <clears throat> Absolutely. If like Jeff we're Fi- talking today. If, if Jeff Fisher didn't have a hold of that kid's career in his rookie season, then we wouldn't be. you wouldn't be talking about him so that there's way. An argument there's a stigma around him, but from what? There's an argument. To the same to point, and, and this is where I'll ease up a bit. That's what's happened to me with Mitchell Trubisky. So I had to watch him last year with John Fox fucking coaching him. That's a fair argument. He's been John Fox. Especially when John Fox and Jeff Fisher are similar style coaches and they're good enough to get you to the big game, but they don't win. But they're more realistically both a train wreck. And they're more realistically 
500 or worse coaches. Right, and not coincidentally both out of football. That's a very, very good point that you bring up. Two young quarterbacks having coaches that are in the, let's say, the twilight of their career that wasn't very illustrious. I mean, I'll take it a step further. My quarterback is now going through the third-year regression because they're trying to make him a pocket passer. His quarterback coach is a guy he beat out for the backup job two years ago and then had him as his backup last year Mm. who then lost his backup job to an undrafted rookie free agent because he couldn't perform in the in the preseason and now he's the quarterback's coach i'm talking about kellen moore now he is the most all-time winningest quarterback in in college football but the dallas Dallas cowboys quarterback coach boise state yeah is kellen moore okay so if you want to just throw that under the rug I'm fine with it. Wasn't Scott he a Linehan, there Scott for, Linehan, for... hold on. Scott Linehan's supposed to be a quarterback guru. That's not good enough for you? Okay, my head coach. He was, oh, what? A quarterback in the NFL. A backup. A backup. But Jason Garrett was a quarterback in the NFL. Okay? Are those minds limiting Dak Prescott and oh, their wow. bland vanilla-ness? Wow. I just made up a word, too. Vanilla-ness. Hold on to that one. Are they? How good my, are the Dallas Cowboys today if Sean McVay is in there calling plays? Not for, even for Sean fuck, McVay. For, if for Dak how Prescott, good is Ezekiel Elliott right now? If Dak Prescott has an Andy Reid-like mind. There you okay? go. That's a very, very interesting argument to think about how Jason Garrett, Jerry Jones has had almost unbelievable amounts of confidence in that head and coach. Part of, and part of it is that, that he's... He's allowed the Joneses to be back integrated into the the game planning and the mm-hmm. meetings and all this shit. Where post Parcells, that's all they were looking for. Oh, Parcells w- would have locked. And it was no coincidence that Jason Garrett was making more as a coordinator than Wade Phillips was his last year as the head coach. He was he was in training for the job because Jerry Jones doesn't he like groomed, he doesn't yeah. like firing a coach mid season. The last time he did it was so Jason Garrett could be the interim and then eventually took over. That team, through three weeks, was one and two, like this year's Cowboys team. They had gained 400 more yards in offense, and they had scored 13 more points than this year's That Dallas blows Cowboys. my mind. A left-handed Kellen Moore quarterback is coaching Dak Prescott. Could they be more different? I'd rather Mark Sanchez be the Could quarterback they? coach oh, in Dallas. Don't he, kill he, me. He helped, he helped Dak in the rookie season. Especially when Mark w- was able to experience such success early on in his career as well. And he taught. And he told him what not to do. Sometimes don't you have to ever run into a lineman's ass. <laughs> it never. You don't want to be known as well. butt fumble 2.0. There is no way that you want to be butt fumble. Okay, last uh, two or three buy or sells, and then week four matchups. Yes. Uh, are you buying or selling John Gruden? I'm buying John Gruden, but I agree with you that there has to be some sort of rebate in place so he gives back some of that money. Okay, I'm not even gonna go. I I I don't want to go off for another twenty minutes. Okay. Are you buying or selling the Atlanta Falcons red zone offense uh, turnaround in the last two weeks since the one week one disaster? I'm buying it because okay. I, think, I think that Steve Sarkeesian's figured it out. Yeah, I think I agree. I think that there was almost like a 
a ploy to be stubborn week one. And it was to almost like dupe teams into thinking this is, yeah, we're, we're going to be stubborn. We're going to be the Dallas Cowboys offense. Oh, wow. Uh, I got. I'm gonna have pot shots for weeks until I see otherwise. I like I, I'm an angry fan right now. Um, do you buy or sell Houston's O line being stable enough for the Texans to climb out of their horrible 0 three start? Yes, I do, and I think that I'm 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 buying it because Lamar Miller will catch fire and Deshaun Watson will start to play better. I believe that. So I don't see the it. other players of the offense are going to hide the deficiency in the O line. Like it's not actually going to be the O line turning turning it around. I have them beating Indianapolis. Me too. This week. Me too. So just because there's too much talent on the team to go to own four. And I just feel like if you go back to the basics as a coach and you figure out what does Deshaun Watson do well, let's choreograph our first fifteen plays to that and expand from there. It's also another one of those games that are more or less like a. Well, it doesn't make any sense. This doesn't make any sense. You got to go Indy. Okay, I'm going Houston. Now, I could be wrong, and that could be last week. But just look, it's not even, I'm not wage. I'm not wagering money on this. I'm not making a bet. Um, I'm going to take them in my weekly pool. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I mean, I'm just looking at what I've seen from both squads. And it got, it's a, this is a gut. Like I look at it and go, it should be Indy, but I'm going Houston. Mm-hmm. Same way, it should be Seattle, but I'm going Arizona. Absolutely. It should be Chicago, but I'm going Tampa Bay. Week four matchups I got for you. I got Cincinnati and Atlanta. I'm taking Atlanta, but it's going to be one of those who has the ball last kind of kind of games. I'm I taking think. Atlanta too because that offense is starting to look special. We got Tampa. I like I like what Kelvin uh, Ridley is, looks every bit as good as I knew he could in the NFL. He was by far the most uh, polished route runner coming out in in the draft. Um, Alabama breeds talent. They do. They do. They everyone. The knock on him was that he was 24, 25 coming into the league. So what? He's a he's a he's a man playing with men rather than being a, a, a young man playing with grown men. Would you rather have Corey Coleman who's 21 and still lost? And no, Kelvin, Kelvin you know? Ridley is the, the total package. And I don't know what happened where he wasn't involved in week one. And then all of a sudden Matt Ryan knew he was on the team, but it's only going to make Muhammad's new better. And if that happens, then maybe Julio Jones could score a touchdown in the next couple weeks. Maybe, I don't know. I'm not certain about that man in the end zone, and I can't figure it out. Tampa Bay and Chicago. I'm taking Tampa. I got Chicago. I can't. I can't buy into them. I don't think that Ryan Fitzpatrick's going to throw for 400 yards this week right. against that defense. But I don't see the defense being like. I think that defense has basically kept them in every game. Has won them every game. It's a battle of two first place teams, which is interesting to think about. That's crazy to me. And it's 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 when you think about the NFC South, that is an absolute unreal fact. But what isn't unreal is Chicago can do just enough to win. And I, I don't know if Tampa Bay is gonna stay as hot as they've been. I didn't think they were gonna be hot against Pittsburgh. I said it last week. He comes out and throws three interceptions, but then he also throws for four hundred plus yards and three touchdowns. Ryan Fitzmagic didn't look Fitz, magical. Ryan Fitzpatrick. Ryan with Fitz the, with the three four hundred yard passing. 
But he's still Ryan Fitzavage when he throws for three interceptions. That it almost just, sounded it just, rehearsed. It, that. it just has to be though. <laughs> it just it just has to be. Um, I got <laughs> I got the Detroit Lions and the Dallas Cowboys. Fuck off. I Why? Got, I'm gonna go Detroit because I think that Matt Stafford can throw for 350 yards on any given Sunday, and I just haven't seen enough from Dallas's offense. That's why. I think you're forgetting about how good Dallas defense has shown that they can be. I can't wait to see the B. I can't wait to see the first round guy at a BYU Vander Esch. No, what's his name? Vander Esch is out of Boise. Uh, yeah, Boise State. He's a Bronco. What's who, who's in the start starting in Sean Vander Esch? Yeah, He's yeah, not yeah. Out of BYU though. Where do you come out of? Boise State. Oh my good god. I got the blues confused. Um, I just haven't seen enough out of that defense. Um, well, that was a he had eleven tackles last week in two and a half quarters. He looked pretty good. He did, but there's Sean Lee had eleven tackles before he went out in a quarter and a half. Yeah, there's also ten other guys on that defense, and Jalen had nine. They've Jalen Smith looks fantastic. See, that's what I'm saying. Keep, Byron Smith. Jones is like Jalen I said, Smith. but Byron they've got all like, on paper. I could argue that. The defense is good enough to win you a couple games. Jalen Smith is a top 10 pick that you guys got in the second Zeke doesn't step out of bounds last week on that touchdown. Like, when's the last time you saw Zeke Elliott just casually forget where he is on the field and ignore the four-foot-wide white line on the sideline, touch it with his heel on the way to scoring a touchdown? When's the last time you saw him fumble at the end of a 26-yard run when they're on their way to make it a one-score game? Like, it could have been a very different game in Seattle. Very different game. And if it, it and if it wasn't for that that reversal of the touchdown at the end of the first half, and they do tie it at seven, then instantly that's an extra seven carries for him in the in the second half. So instead of sixteen for one twenty seven, maybe it's twenty two for one eighty eight and two touchdowns. I don't argue with your logic. Like, like they, they it, I'm not trying to to justify them being garbage. Because they look terrible. Like it is, it is historically bad right now. They're very bad. They look terrible. But I'm willing to bet that it's not going to stay as bad as it's looked. Whether or not that wins them games, if they improve. I don't know if they can improve enough to win 10, 11 games at this point. I think that's crazy to think of. But I think they're better than 7-9, and 6-10. and 10. The jury is still out. It is still I mean, out. But no I'm way that all bet... They've lost two road games. I'll bet. I'll. I'll bet on the win at home. Buff- Stafford never. Stafford never. Uh, never plays good in Dallas. Buffalo and Green Bay. Is Green Bay winning? I'm taking Green Bay to win. I'm taking Buffalo to cover that ten point spread. Ten points is a lot. Sixteen last week was a lot. Yeah. Um. I got. I, 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 got, I got Green Bay as well. I see that defense being just good enough. And I don't think that Buffalo's offense has figured it out and they're going to come out no, and look unbelievable. But I think that Green Bay's defense is just average. I think Tredavious White can play well enough on the outside against... I don't know corner. if he's going to travel. He's a great corner. Yeah, so he's their best player. Yeah, he's a great football he's probably, player. Well. Yeah, he probably is their best football player on that team. When, so he can shut down a side or if he travels... I don't think he travels, but he can, he can at least shut down a side and that makes Rodgers hold the ball a second longer. And like you were saying earlier... Buffalo is the quickest to the passer this this season, oddly enough. If they play more zone coverage... That's enough to cover to the spot. I'm just trying to like yeah, talk yeah, about... Yeah, like If they start with the ball and they go down the field and kick a field goal, and now we're, now, now we're up two touchdowns, essentially. Absolutely. 
that's for those of you out there listening that might be sprinkling a couple dollars this weekend. That uh, like keep that in mind. Buffalo to cover Green Bay to win. Houston versus Indianapolis in a big divisional game. Yeah, I think I'm with you on the on the Texans. It's just it's one of those weird ones. Their yeah. offensive line. No, I'm not bet. I'm not. I'm not picking based on what I've seen. I'm picking on based on what I predicted preseason essentially, and what I've. However bad it's been, the product that I've seen thus far, it's not enough for me to just completely sell the stock. I don't. I, but at the same time, I'm not. Not confident in them being a wild card team. Without getting into a long diatribe, is Andrew Luck back? No, I don't think he's back. I, I think he's thrown nine percent of his passes in the air longer than fifteen yards. The That's shoulder. a little scary. They're not opening up the offense, but they're still staying in games. Ty and and I think it was you that that had told me that Ty can be that team's possessional receiver, but see a nine route guy. That's it. He blows the top off defenses, but I think he runs every route in the tree. It's he can run every route in the tree, but I don't think that they can there. get the ball to him in the middle of like the middle of the field. in between the twenties. I don't think they can get him the ball unless it's from the twenty to the two to twenty. Do you know what I noticed in Hard Knocks and then watching Mayfield play was velocity on the football mm-hmm. and Andrew Luck with his shoulder? It's different. You don't see the velocity. But I have seen a couple. Th- I've seen a couple throws on on 10, 15 yard outs. To the sideline where there's still some zip on that ball, absolutely, and it, and it actually was two ty the, absolutely the, the couple times that I saw it. But if you but, can't put the ball fifty yards in the air on a rope, you can't push defenses back, and yeah. then you can't run the football, and then it cascades from there. New York Jets versus Jacksonville Jaguars. Jags on the bounce back. Do you think that they're going to make Sam Darnold's life just a living hell? I think so. I think it's a welcome to the NFL type of deal. I think that Isaiah Crowell and Bilal Powell are going to be non-existent. You hope that they're not. Because I, if there's any sort of semblance of a running game, then maybe they can't pin their ears back and just go after Darnold. And maybe those overconfident corners bite on something. And the ball goes over their and head. And the ball goes over their head. I don't... I'm not going but to... But I'm not... With, but that's the yeah. only way and that I'm there not, is any sort of a chance of it being a game. You have to out-scheme that defense so well. Yeah. And when they lost to Tennessee, and nine points... How good is a defense that allows nine points in the NFL? How bad is the offense? I six. don't want to get into that because we're already long into our time. But when you think about Tennessee... And how they were able to get nine points on that defense that spent so much time in the Florida Heat. I just think that at the end of the day, they're so good and they're so talented that they're going to make short work in New York. Okay, I agree. I I just... I uh, Yeah, I don't have much of a breakdown other than that. As far as the offense is concerned, Fournette's questionable going into Sunday. Mm-hmm. I do think that they're going to have a very, very different offensive game plan than they had for Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And I don't think <clears> – <throat> I think that's going to be scheme-specific. Yeah. I think that the free safety for the New York Jets, Jamal Adams out of LSU, is unbelievable. I think he's yeah, I think I, I think, talent. I, what's the spread in that? Seven and a half. I can see them winning by ten. So, Easy. So do I. Um, they just need to run the football effectively. But I'll tell you, if I take the Jags to cover seven and a half, and I see Jets up seven nothing, four minutes into that game, I'm going to be very upset because I'm not going to be confident that at Blake all, at, at all in seeing a two it. touchdown turnaround quick. I know. 
Um, an AFC East matchup that is hilarious to think about the implications. Miami three and zero, going to Foxborough. Yeah, one and two. What do you think? I've got Miami, man. As Me too. I as the way that you introed that, I feel like I'm a moron for saying I'm taking Miami. Well, you make it sound like the Patriots don't lose in Foxborough. But like, like I, yeah. <laughs> You're almost talking yourself into New England. Do you have Miami as a top five team in the league no. currently, right now? No, not in my power rankings, and not in any other version of either do I. But I've got them listing. as the sixth ranked team, and I got New England as the fourteenth. But in Foxborough, that's different. In it is. It is none different. Of that matters. It is different. So if that game's played in Lincoln, Nebraska, on a third on a Tuesday afternoon, no cameras. Who wins? Because I think that Adam Gase makes that defense look stupid with all the different formations that they've been running. I also think that the Patriots' offensive line, after losing Nate Solder, after having to draft an offensive lineman in... Who then I, broke his leg and has been out for the season. I don't think we talk enough about how that offensive line is suspect. I think we talk about how how bad the defense is. and now that We talk not, sufficiently about how bad the Patriots' defense is, but that offensive line... Is and yet I suspect. still don't even think we've gotten into it. Sufficiently, I don't think I don't think once we've we've asked ourselves or anyone does Matt Patricia leaving kind of have a significant like, effect like peel on that a band aid on a fresh wound that maybe like you, we see the bleeding now like yeah like he's not I'm not picking him to go and set the world on fire in Detroit no no, no Belichick disciple has gone and done anything but to hold that defense together in but, New England but we've seen. When Josh McDaniels left New England, the New England offense looked a little different. They got it together, but it didn't look very good early. Very good point. But then he didn't do anything at Denver. Goes back to New England. Oh, resurgence of that offense. So it's it just like, and the defense wasn't great for New England last year either. It was it was really bad early, really bad. It was historically bad. I mean, a good thing about this game too is that um, it's going to be on cable as well. Is it? Because t- typically CBS always plays Patriots or Bills games, so that's true. It is a four o'clock game. What do you think? One o'clock game. Is it a one o'clock game? Yeah, then what, it won't be on. What do you think? Philadelphia and Tennessee. I got I got Philly, but I also see Tennessee's defense. I'm gonna, showing Carson Wentz what's really good. This is like my gutless way of saying I knew I should have done this, but I'm gonna take the Eagles. To win, and I take the Titans to cover the four and a half. And when so Titans, w- so game. when and when the Titans win, because Philly still doesn't have an outside receiver that can separate, and Wentz didn't look that great in the mm-hmm. second half last week, mm-hmm. and they probably should have lost that game, and really should be zero three on the season if it wasn't for their red zone, de- uh, their defense. Their red zone defense is really good. Their defense is... Their defense in general is good, but they crank it up a notch where it looked like Atlanta turned the switch off when their offense gets to the red zone. All DBs get better in tighter space. For sure, it's a shrunken box, yeah. But Philadelphia's DBs seem to get a lot better in tighter space. Absolutely. And they seem to track... I feel like their linebackers never guess wrong either. Either they're really good at... Stealing signal signals early in the game. Film study is a hell of a thing when you, That's true. you do it properly. That's true. You watch how. But they all they always seem straight. to be in the perfect like their keys always seem to be perfectly aligned. They're always on, and then it's 
right? You know what I mean? Like they never get fooled. They're never. I've done. never in the red zone this year. I have not seen a uh, an Eagles linebacker going the wrong way. I haven't seen it. Seattle and Arizona. Let's not talk too much about that. We both have Seattle. Arizona looks I, hilarious, but Josh Rosen is going to start. I have Arizona at home for no reason at all. A hundred percent. I have Arizona winning this weekend for no reason at all. Other than it's going to happen. So you think that Josh Rosen does Josh Rosen throw for more? Josh than Rosen could win could could win a game throwing three picks this weekend, and it makes no sense. You think why. Seattle's that bad? No, I think that their offensive line is that bad. I think that there there's no way that four weeks in a row David Johnson's going to be forgotten about. So you think this game is just a wash then? I think it's it's yeah it's just it's one of those stupid games that when you when you tune right. into it midway through the fourth quarter and you see why the hell is Arizona up three? Why has Seattle only scored ten points in three and a half quarters? Yeah, and it's and and seven of them are defensive points. Yeah, or I'm, whatever something. Yeah, so it's I'm, a stupid game. I'm taking Seattle. You. I'm Arizona. taking Arizona. The next game is an interesting one. Baker Mayfield stepping onto the field against John Gruden's winless Raiders. Getting buff or yeah, getting yeah, he's getting the second. He's getting his second win in in as many. Uh, I have Cleveland as well appearances because it's his first start, and he won in his first appearance. He's gonna win in his first start. He looks talented. He's a gamer. He's for real. And Oakland going to zero and four is that time for them to start being worried. Well, I, they should already they should already be worried. We both they should have been that. worried in training camp. Well, a I'm lot just can serious. Happen. A lot, a lot can happen in th- the NFL. I'd um, love to know what the message the message that was delivered to that team, and if it's wavered at all when like the when there's no cameras around when the doors are closed. Is he trying to sell a message like "Stick with me, guys. We're yeah. we're we're in for the long haul here. You are the guys I retained or brought in. Just." Work with me. Don't expect miracles this year. Is that like is that the message? Is anyone buying into that? I don't know. It's just it's it's a unique situation when you look at how much talent and how much anticipation and everything that has went into Oakland, and not to mention the caveat of them moving to Las Vegas and how. Does that John Gruden like Derek Carr? I don't know if John Gruden a- likes Derek Carr, but I, I I think you read the same thing that I did about how John Gruden has an inner cadre of football people that he holds close to him, yeah. and he doesn't listen to the general managers. He doesn't he listen doesn't to listen scouts. To he doesn't listen to any personnel other than the people that he brought with him, his team. Right. So I think that that is toxic unto his own right, and I think that if he doesn't have a good relationship with Derek Carr, he might like him, not like him. It's just not working. When he's celebrating on on, on the sideline, the Oakland Raiders have led at halftime in every game they've played this season. What's going on when well, John old, Gruden goes old, in at halftime? They're an old team that's not conditioned. I don't. I don't agree with that. I think that John Gruden finds something that works in the first scripted fifteen because he spent so much time watching football, working for ESPN, and being a coach. And then afterwards, he's like, "Huh? Did I freak well, th- out this last game's week fast. when you talked about scripted plays?" And I said, "Well, why can't you just turn the card upside down and run them in reverse?" I think you did. Or run play five, play nine, go back to play three, play, call I play think, eleven. I think you did because whenever. Why? Single, well, but why does that happen then? Because every coordinator. And every player has a Microsoft Surface tablet in their hand showing those 15 scripted plays. So if you run a different version, let's say that you run it to the weak side instead of the strong side or vice versa. If it's already been seen before, it's less effective, period. 
Yeah, but that's what wrinkles are for. That's what boxing receivers together in bunches and, and running the same Motion routes and sets. same principles. Exactly. That's I why it, that's why the Rams offense is what everyone wants to do. But no one's no one no one's confident enough that they can do it. Like they run a motion pre-snap in every play. Every play. They're stacking receivers every every play. There's a bunch on every other play. There's play action on 39% of the plays. But do you know what I love the most about their offense is that you can look at 10 plays and say, wow, what a West Coast genre of football. And then switch it. And then they're a pro-style offense, yeah. smashing Todd Gurley through the A-B gaps, yeah, yeah, yeah. playing pro-style th- football. In late third when they're up 14. And Jared Goff is under center the whole time. Yeah. And you look at that kind of football and it's like, how do you... That's why everybody. What? That's why every fan of every other team watched that on Thursday and was like, "Can my team do that, please?" As a Jaguars fan, I look nothing at special. Any kind of offense. What is unique about it? It's literally saying, "Okay, can we run it in this way, or can we throw it in that way?" You can't throw four touchdowns unless you're willing to throw two picks along the way. When you throw the right passes against the right coverage, you look yeah, like a genius. Absolutely. When he threw to Cooper Cup against man coverage and put it in the bread basket and Cooper Cup just took it was off. double coverage. But it was against the man set. So it was perfect. Okay, yeah, it was perfect. Right? So there was nothing else that needed to happen other than execution. Yeah. And when you've been playing football that's, since you were six see, and years that's old. the main problem with some of these teams. Like, I don't think Jacksonville is bad, is bad on offense as they looked last week. I think they executed terribly. I couldn't agree more. I think Dallas is as bad as they are on offense all season. I think they've executed terribly. Jacksonville and Dallas both have offensive line injuries that yeah. are significant. That's another thing that's getting talked about enough. Fred, Travis Frederick affects everybody on that line, him not being there. He's a quarterback in Not just right. Dak and Zeke, but everybody on the line, left and right of him. He's a quarterback to his And Tyron life. Smith, i got to stop calling the best left tackle in football because he's not anymore. He's not as good as he was. He's not He's no. he's not. The, he's not the best in, not. in the league. If Lil Collins is smart, he'll realize what made Tyron Smith that good, and he'll try and do it because, he. I mean, they need all the help that they can get. We've digressed. L.A. Chargers, San Fran, we've got the, the Chargers going up to 2-2. Two and two. Yes. Yeah. I don't, yeah. Yes. The Chadges of L.A., um, New Orleans, and New York Giants. I had the New Orleans Saints in a landslide. Actually, you know what, though? That won't be a landslide. I got the Saints, too. I'm not buying New Orleans defense yet. But, I mean, Drew Brees is absolutely unstoppable. It's going to be, you know what? That's a 1 o'clock game. That's going to be probably, that might be the best game at 1 o'clock. Yeah. Abs- given the implications and just given the way that the team, I think like now that we called Odell out, he's going to score a touchdown this week. But that means that the Giants are going to lose because I don't know if he's caught a touchdown. He does not have a touchdown to help this them season. win. Does, does that happen? Yeah, it's, 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 it's surely it's happened. I have New Orleans um, for similar reasons that I'm not going to take the Giants. Uh, Overrated. That offensive game that New Orleans possesses is a. Video game. Michael Thomas is yeah. next level. Um, and they get, what's his name back? Not this week, but next week. Mark Ingram. That's right. Um, they don't even need him with but, how no, well they integrated that no, offense is. They do. You think so? Yeah, I think so. To finish out games, I would argue that you have that power Even back. just, even the early, honestly, it's the early, early on to establish the run. But if they drop another guy in the box and he can audible out of it and put Kamara in, in the slot. Because that's the thing. They run a lot of two running back sets. Yeah, but Kamara never stays in the backfield. But then when he does, and then they, you know what I mean? I it, yep. It's 
that's why their offense is probably the closest thing to rival the Rams. Not necessarily in terms of style or execution, but just firepower. Once again, the Sunday Nighter is uh, an AFC North matchup that everybody's going to want to watch. I have Baltimore. I'm switching to Pittsburgh. Okay, perfect. We're going to have some talking points for next week Yeah. as we wrap up. What do you think about the Monday Nighter, Kansas City versus Denver? Is this is this when Patrick Mahomes comes back to reality? No. Or does he continue? Yeah, yeah no, he's, he's he's already in his permanent reality, bro. He's a stud. Okay, so I'm taking Casey as well. Is this game close? Because Kansas City has played close games, and they've all been high, 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 high scoring. I just can't see Kansas City not getting off to a good start. And even if they don't, Denver's not going to be able to put up enough even against a bad Chiefs defense to the point where it can change. That's the thing. I don't think anybody can change the Chiefs' game plan. They can't knock them off what they're trying to, to do. I don't think... There was a time in the season yet where someone else has established what they're going to run on offense. I agree with you. I don't think that that Kansas City has shown any weaknesses on offense. I think that defenses are going to have trouble. We talked about it ad nauseum. Um, I don't see Denver. I don't see Case Keenum throwing for 350 yards. I don't see Royce Freeman running the ball 20, 25 times for 100-plus yards, keeping Patrick Mahomes... On the sideline, side yeah, no I one's done that I, yet. I don't, I don't see it starting. It's not um, starting this week. They're four. They're going to four and all. I agree with you. How fun would a Rams Chiefs Super Bowl be? I don't think it's unrealistic, but it's I, a little like it's crazy. Like, but it's crazy to say one two in the power rankings right it's now. Crazy, right? To, yeah. That's who I've got. Who do you um, got? It? Who do you have is in your power rankings? That's my. Let's end one, on some power rankings. That's my one two as well. Okay, let's round round out your top five. You got Rams, KC. Um, I'm freaking out, in essence, with Minnesota. Yeah. Okay. Uh, they fell in mine. Yeah, it's 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 kind of. So did your Jags. Yeah. It's, uh, I overreacted a little with them. But at the end of the day, Miami's not a, a top five for I, me. I agree. So. They are in the six hole though. Yeah. Well, who where do you, do you have? Where, Three, four, where do you? I got Philly moving up quite a bit just because Wentz didn't look good, but he looked better than the offense looked better than what it did with Foles. So I got Philly back back up into the top five in the three spot. I got New Orleans making a big jump back into the four, and I got Minnesota rounding out the five. And honestly. <clears throat> It's four NFC teams, and I. It it could change, one or two of these teams falling from a five to a six or a three to a six, something like that, over the course of the next ten weeks, but then from week thirteen to the end of the season, I could see it being the same five teams, in in my top five, and maybe a slightly different order, maybe maybe. Because I can't see anyone knocking off the Rams unless barring injury. I I just don't know. They're already off to such a hard. They're going to be yeah. seven and zero, oh, eight, nine and one, nine and two, eleven and one, something to that extent. Where like December is not going to mean much for them. It's going to be stay healthy and and try to 
keep a something going rolling into the playoffs. I think they're that they're going to be last year's Saints. It's good. The be. next five are what a couple teams are going to fall out. I got Miami at six, Jacksonville at seven, Atlanta eight, Carolina nine, Tampa Bay ten. Tampa's going to keep falling. They drop four spots from six to ten. They're going to keep falling. Carolina, I can't catch up to. I'm own three picking them this year. I haven't picked them properly yet. So I I got to sit down and watch them play a football game against a bad team and then a good team because I got no idea. But I think that they're a playoff team. And preseason, I didn't think there would be three playoff teams from the AFC so- or NFC South. I think that there very well could be back-to-back years of that. Um, the next 10 are crapshoot. I don't know which ones are for real. I don't know who's not. The teams that I got at the bottom, I'm pretty confident in the bottom five or six staying where they are. I got Oakland 32nd, Arizona 31st, San Fran 30th, Houston 29, Buffalo 28, Giants 27. I don't really see any... Maybe the Giants are the one team of that bunch. Maybe Houston, maybe they could make a run. And that's you know, every every team that you haven't heard me say. I haven't seen enough from them to determine one way or another. Cleveland's trending the right way at thirteen. New England's going the wrong way at fourteen. I'm underselling the Bears at sixteen, and I'm probably overselling. India at 22, but that's that's not high. And I'm still underselling Pittsburgh at 21. I just I don't I don't put stock in power rankings the same way that do people I. don't put stock in PPR. But I'm just tracking it to see where we are in 10 weeks from now. When we talk about parity and you see what happened with Buffalo and Minnesota, that's true. The power rankings are almost immaterial because a, a team rises 10 and falls 10. It's Absolutely. like the college But at the same time, rankings. I only had Buffalo jumping from 32 to 28 and Minnesota falling from 3 to 5. You know? So, I don't know, the NFL is weird. Uh good luck on your picks this week. Thanks for tuning in. Uh we'll check in with you next week. Everybody have a good night.